Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome. Thanks for being here. 888-900-3393. Also at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. If you'd like to get in touch with us, it's during the course of the show. Uh, hopefully going to be joined by Jeffy uh, eventually. I don't think we have him yet, do we? Do we still not know how to how to make this happen? I mean, it is complex. You got your Skype thing, and you have to turn something up, and very, very complicated, very, very difficult. So we'll see if uh, we're going to be able to pull that off uh, sometime during the course of the show, and hopefully soon. Uh, as far as the COVID situation is going. Uh, pretty much everybody on the planet has it now. If you don't have it, you're going to get it. Uh, that's that's kind of the thought process right now that uh, we're kind of working with is that this thing is running so amok that if you don't have it, you're going to. And about 98% of the cases, I believe, that, that uh, are new infections are from the Omicron variety, which... Makes it a little bit milder, apparently, and so uh, we'll see. We'll see if that continues. Uh, the death tolls are going up because just more people have it. The death count from Omicron is still incredibly low, much lower than it was with with Delta. But just more people have it, and apparently workers now want to work from home, no matter what. They've gotten used to this, and uh, they want to keep going with it. New York City firms offered nearly quadruple the number of remote jobs to new applicants in the past year. And this is just the beginning. According to New York City Partnership CEO Catherine Wild, whose group analyzed all these figures, uh, the key industries with the highest jump in virtual work Offers amid the coronavirus pandemic included administrative information and financial services. In early early 2020, uh, there were only 6,700 out of 163,000 postings of city jobs in New York that could be filled by remote workers, about four percent of the total. This by this past December, so just last month, 25,800 of 243,000 jobs, so about 10.6 percent. It's already gone up six six percentage points in about a year. A poll conducted by the partnership in November found just 28% of Manhattan workers were back at their desks on an average workday. 28% still is all. And a majority still working remotely 18 months into the pandemic. And employees don't want to come back to their cubicles. A just-released national survey by Morning Consult found that 55% of respondents teleworking from home said they would consider quitting their jobs if they were forced to return to their office desks before they felt it was safe. On the bright side, one study found COVID-induced at-home setups saved New Yorkers thousands of, do- thousands of dollars by eliminating commuting and other daily expenses. Yeah, in New York City, that would be... Especially great not to have to commute. Because no matter how you go, whether you drive in, if you drive, you're going to have incredible parking fees that run, you know, $400, $600, $800 a month 
just to park somewhere in Manhattan. And you all, then you also have the tolls, which depending on which way you drive into the city could be $15, $30, I think about 30 bucks a day, right? Coming and going. And on top of that, uh, you've got whatever lunch you eat when you're in the city, when you're in Manhattan. I mean, it really does add up. It adds up to well over $1,000 a month. And then if you're taking the train in, you got the train expense. So there's just no way around it. It would be nice then to have that kind of savings. It's like getting a raise of eleven or 1200 bucks a month from working at home. Surveys and studies by job tracking firms predict 36 to 41 million Americans will be working remotely by 2025, more than double the 16.8 million at-home workers employed before COVID-19 hit. One in six people working remotely are managers. Uh, and most of these jobs are in finance or corporate management, professional and scientific services could uh, reasonably be done at home. And if we have the uh, technology, obviously, we're going to be able to broadcast uh, someone from home. <laughs> that is not the case yet. Uh, 888-900-3393. Also at uh, Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Um, over the weekend, we had more uh, absolute insanity from left-wing media calling uh, Ron DeSantis essentially Hitler. Um, here is, I mean, this is just uh, amazing because anybody who uses the, uh, Hitler terminology usually gets buried on social media, but I guess if you're a left-wing journalist, it's okay. You have called the governor an authoritarian, even tweeted that you think he's like a dictator. What's your response to critics of that statement, that type of rhetoric? They think it goes too far. Not at all. Growing up in Not Miami at all. And having, you know, neighbors that were Cubans growing up with hearing the stories of so many of our Floridians who have left uh, dictatorships and communism and socialist countries and coming here <laughs> to the state of Florida for capitalism, mm -hmm. for uh, open opportunities to succeed. He is doing everything possible to take away power from local governments, taking away. That's unbelievable. Take away power. He is. He has taken away mandates, which is which are forcing people to do something, in many cases, against their will. What do you mean? He's, he's providing more freedom, not less. People's abilities to protest, making it uh -huh. harder to vote, talking about to vote. You know, banning books. Yeah. you got to um, actually show an ID. That's what dictators do. Um, instead of listening and trying to govern with the people, Despicable. he's trying to govern over the people. And, you know, that, he's I'm sorry, you know, I, I'm a, a mm -hmm. student of history, too. Are I you? saw the rise of Hitler. Uh -huh. I, I've learned of those stories. Are you of, comparing DeSantis to Hitler? In a lot of ways, yes. I have studied Hitler and how he got to power. You know, wanting oh, his own you? militia uh, and, and having mm. his own... There are other states that have one. Absolutely. But the reason why Almost this every governor state wants has it is different than the, the other states Guard. that have been utilizing it for emergency purposes. This governor emergency is doing it for purposes. the sole purposes of power. And in doing really? so to make Give me an example of that. And to instill that, to blame people for what is happening in their lives, no. blaming certain parts of our society and our culture. And, and that's exactly mm -hmm. what, what Hitler did... Uh, to the Jews back in oh the time, my gosh. Um, World War II. What would you say? You remember when any time anytime Glenn Beck would ever, ever make a comparison about Nazis or Hitler, 
the uh, Anti-Defamation League was all over him. They would come down on him like a ton of bricks. How dare you? How dare me? How, How dare you, Glenn Beck? <laughs> mention the, the Hitler. I know. The Jews at I the know. end of time. Uh, but it's fine for them, for this Florida Democrat. I, I don't even remember her name. Uh, but she's apparently uh, fairly prominent in the Democrat Party in, in Florida. Uh, it's perfectly fine for her to make the direct comparison to DeSantis. And even when, to, from DeSantis to Hitler, and right. even when she's called on it, she's perfectly fine admitting, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. In many ways, they're, they're very much alike. That's exactly what I meant. <laughs> are, are they? Really? Huh. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember Hitler removing restrictions like DeSantis has done, but uh, I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure there's something I'm missing here. Um, but speaking of you, how are you? Are you, you still? You're still testing positive? Uh, yes. Yeah. I can't believe it. I mean, I feel fine. I tested. Uh, I got really sick. You know, weaker like ten days ago now. Yeah, today's day ten, uh-huh. and so for a couple of days it was really bad, and then yeah. I felt good, but my voice wasn't. You know, I'd speak for five minutes and then it would be oh dead, uh, gone. But I feel great. I don't feel sick. But so you just had a couple test- of bad days. That that was yes. kind of the same for me. I had I had several days where I just kind of you know not feeling well. But I had three or four days that were just, I was miserable. Absolutely oh, man, I, miserable. Yeah, for the for the Friday night and then Saturday and Sunday were pretty, you know, I felt horrible. Yeah. Really bad. Me too. Uh, and that was it. Interesting, though, that you were vaccinated. Isn't it? Isn't it interesting? And it is fascinating. And you it? still got it, and it was still yeah, but, bad for a couple but of not days. not as bad. No, not as bad. Oh, okay. It would have been, been so been. much worse had you not been vaccinated. Right. I could have been sick for three days <laughs> instead of two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you're are you you're doing the home test now? Yeah, I mean they were tough. I got lucky and found one like that Saturday, which is when I tested positive. You really did get lucky because almost none of those are available. In I know. Anymore. I I called the pharmacy and she was like, "Well, yeah, we just got some in. Uh, one one a customer. You can have one. Come on in." And then uh, a couple of days ago, I went to a Walmart, mm-hmm. and I just walked. I walked up to the manager and said, "Hey, you guys got any home tests? Oh, we just got some in. One per customer. Here you go. It worked out well. Yeah, huh. yeah. But uh, and so you know, but they're still testing positive. So I don't know what the heck I'm doing so it for. Does everybody in your house have it? Everybody's got it COVID. Appe- it, it it appeared that my my wife has it. Mm-hmm. I don't know that the the kids were sick, of, you know, a little bit, but I, we, I'm not wasting a test on them. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and and, uh, and why even test? Because you know, you either have it or you don't. You're gonna you're gonna act the same way either way. So. Right. Right. And so, uh, you know, I have uh, I have another you know another couple of tests to go that I'm holding on to, and there's you know there's places to get free tests, but nobody had any of the the rapid tests. Oh yeah, we can test you and let you know in eight days. Well, what good does that do me? To go to an or go to an urgent care. That's where I got my test, my positive yeah, test. Yeah, yeah. And you got to see yeah. a doctor and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> you don't want to do that. that. No. No, I don't want to see it. Why doctor. would you do that when you're sick? No, That's silly. It's just dumb. It's absolutely silly. <laughs> it's just dumb. 
<laughs> but I see also now that they're saying that uh, starting Wednesday of this week, mm-hmm. that the you're going to be able to get a every house can go on a government website and okay. order four free rapid COVID tests. Oh, so I mean I don't know that the, I guess the government will have huh. them. And you can order them; they're free. Hopefully, they have them, right? I mean, yeah. I, was that maybe that was the test that uh, Kamala Harris was saying we had seven hundred million of them, and they were going to be dispersed uh, throughout the country? Uh, is that it's that, possible that that's it? Yeah. yeah, that must be what it which what they're talking about. So I guess you know they're going to have everybody log on to a website if you know how to log on to a website and yeah, right. uh, you know able to order four tests a household. Okay, cool. <laughs> Thank you. Be interesting. I, I've talked to uh, medical professionals who keep saying, let's just not get tested. I mean, it's just, every, you know everybody's going to have it. Okay? You're, you're going to get it. And there's this is really mild enough to where yes. almost nobody is being hospitalized as a result of it. Although, right. I keep hearing that hospitals are overflowing. Uh, but I don't, I don't know that that's the case in Texas. Um, oh, I don't know. Either. I, mean, I, I certainly don't know that. I mean, I, I've, I've, I, I've certainly. The people that surround me that have gotten sick wouldn't have gone to the hospital, and I didn't. Yeah, I didn't either. You know, it, it was just like a, it was like a flu sickness. Yeah, and then it was yep. gone. All right, good. And right. you know, again, I'm still like the new protocols. The reason I was testing is because of the new protocols that say you know if you're uh, you know, no symptoms and five days later test negative, you're good to go. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, I'm, st- I feel like I'm good to go, but I'm still testing positive. So, I mean, I, I guess I could lie. <laughs> I don't think the people here in this building would appreciate that. <laughs> really? Yeah. I'm pretty really? sure they would not. Oh, okay. All right. Well, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I guess I have to I'm pretty sure they're thinking, stay where you are, Jeffy. That's uh gut check. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Although there aren't many people left here, you know, to protest you coming in or anybody with COVID coming in. Everybody's got it and everybody's at home because of it. Uh, so it's it's been an interesting time and i'm hoping that this this is going to be the absolute peak and then Let's maybe hope, we yes. can move on past this thing after this that would be great wouldn't that be nice uh yes, it it's been be. two stinking years and i'm really ready for it to be over me too uh it's because it's it's uh it's crazy and many people are just still struck with uh, absolute fear because of all the fear-mongering. And it's like, you know, they think you've given them a death sentence if you do come in with COVID, (laughs) which is not with this Omicron thing. It's not the case. It's not the case. It's not fun, um, but you pretty much survive it. Feel crappy for a while, and then it's over. And, you know, just about the time I was starting to think, all right, I got to find a doctor who's going to give me ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine. And about that time, I started to improve, Turned and around. so I didn't need yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm with you on that, because I, 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 I was thinking after that, you know, at that second day, uh, boy, I guess I do need to find, uh, you know, some, some actual ivermectin, and let's, right. you know, give me 8 billion doses of vitamin D and zinc and everything. Yep. And then it was like, okay, well, I'm feeling better now. <laughs> yes. And it so, just kind of resolved itself. Okay. I mean, then I... I, I 
I was pretty happy about because yeah. I, I, you know, monoclonal, monoclonal therapy. Who knows what? But I, I doubt I could have gotten any of it. Yeah, it's they would have said I had it too long. Yeah, yeah, right. And if you can find it, right? If exactly. Can, everybody was sending me places. Go to this place, and they'll get you the ivermectin. And you, okay, well, all right. I'm going to pay a doc another couple hundred dollars to write me a prescription that maybe the pharmacy will get me or i can drive to another pharmacy three counties over that's gonna yeah. fill it okay and, and some some pharmacies have taken it upon themselves not to fill the doctor's prescription yeah oh yeah, no i'm just not gonna give it to you nope <laughs> sorry we know better and uh you can't have it right <laughs> wait what i know i uh, that drives me mad oh it uh there should that, that should be illegal frankly it should be you can't you can't make the decisions at the pharmacy for people's health care if a doctor has written a prescription fill it well i'm with you on that but they have done such a great job of with these lawsuits over the pain meds that's true that now they've all backed off right they've all yeah. said well i guess we do have the right then we should have said no yeah uh, all right i still say write it fill it you know the if one the thing the doctor I, said get it, get it fill it. The, That's not the pharmacist's fault. The one thing I did take that uh, people talk about taking, where you know not a lot of, I guess I don't know if most doctors are on board, but I thought yeah, it can't hurt. Was uh, vitamin D and zinc. Took a lot of that. Took uh, some steroids, and uh, that seemed to seemed to really work well. Actually, yeah. between that and ibuprofen. I was good to go. Oh, I don't think you're supposed to take the ibuprofen, though. <laughs> you're not? Why? No, I don't think so. I think the ibuprofen is supposed to hurt it. Really? Oh, see, this is more huh. misinformation. Yep. Is- <laughs> yep. <laughs> now we've done it. I know. I thought originally we weren't <laughs> supposed to take uh, the, the ibuprofen. ibuprofen. It's supposed to be the acetafitamin, right? The Tylenol. Oh, really? I- That's what I thought. Hmm. Well... I didn't die from it, so uh, I I highly recommend wow, it. Wow, you are a freak I'm, of nature. I'm no doctor, but I didn't <laughs> die from it. So, uh, okay. Right. Let me tell you about uh, Start Mail because uh, this is a fantastic way to have email, free email services like Gmail and Yahoo. They're not really free. You pay with your privacy. In fact, internet giants like Big Tech Bank, uh, they bank on exploiting your data by selling it to the highest bidder. You probably noticed that you get all these ads and things. Uh, but if you know you want some real privacy, Startmail keeps my email private, period. Every email can be encrypted even if the recipient doesn't use encryption. When you delete an email in Startmail, means it's gone forever so it's not like okay i deleted this but it's still there they can retrieve it if they want to not with start mail switching to start mail is seamless too you can easily transfer all your current email data so there's no starting from scratch there's no reason not to do this start securing your email privacy with start mail sign up today and you'll get 50 percent off your first year go to startmail.com unleashed that's startmail with a T, S-T-A-R-T, mail.com slash unleashed to get 50% off your first year. Startmail.com slash unleashed.
Pat Ray. Of course, we had the big uh, terror scare over the weekend on uh, on Saturday in a suburb of the of Dallas Fort Worth called Colleyville. It's kind of partway between uh, Dallas and Fort Worth, uh, and uh, it. It wasn't even... I, I don't know why anybody thinks it had anything to do with religion. <laughs> just just because you've got a guy who's demanding that uh, Lady Al-Qaeda is released from prison and he's taken hostages at a synagogue. Oh, come on. That doesn't, tell you. That doesn't tell you anything you need to know uh, about why this guy is random, doing it. Random coincidence. That's all it is. That's all it is. Listen to this from uh, President Brain Dead Biden uh, talking about the uh, the terrorist hostage situation over the weekend. We, we don't have. I, I don't think there is sufficient information to Not know submit, about, okay. mm-hmm. uh, why he targeted that synagogue. Why he right. insisted on the release of someone who's been in huh. prison for <laughs> over uh, ten years. Why he was okay. engaged. Why he was uh, using anti-Semitic and anti-Israeli comments. Uh, I, 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 we just don't have enough facts. We just can't tell. We can't tell you know, why no. he, it was in a synagogue. We can't tell why he was trying to get an Al-Qaeda terrorist uh, out of jail. We can't tell why he was saying anti-Semitic and anti-Israel things. Huh. I'm not... Was he pissed off about the... <laughs> Football playoffs? I don't know. We don't have enough information. information. We don't have information on it. I don't know. It might have been that. Uh, Maybe he he couldn't get a good steak in town. I I don't know. I don't know. Apparently, when he got here, he lived at a homeless shelter for a night and bought weapons right on the street. Yeah. So, you know, maybe he didn't get that steak dinner. Maybe not. That he he wanted. Maybe not. And then you, you tend to get pissed. And the first you thing do. you do is go to a Jewish synagogue. <laughs> so weird. What do you mean you can't figure this out? Come on. Fortunately, <sighs> nobody was hurt other yeah. than the hostage taker, right? And, uh, I mean, they they got out of there. The uh, rabbi said that they were alive today because of education that they all took with uh active shooter and security courses. Right. So, I mean, that's huge. Yeah, that's really huge. And he said that in the last hour of their crisis, the gunman was uh, becoming more belligerent and threatening and, you know, obviously getting even more scarier than it was to begin with. And so they were ready with their instruction. That's how they got out of there. Uh, And so that's great. Yeah, it is. Uh, they're finding finding out more about this guy uh, is apparently a British citizen, but he's uh, possibly Pakistani as well, of Pakistani descent. The uh, woman he's trying to get out of jail, they refer to as Lady Al-Qaeda because yeah. she is so tied into terrorism in the, the Middle East and uh, traces it back. They trace her back to 9-11. She yeah. was apparently involved with some of the 9-11 terrorists. Uh, so we can't figure out why. Why would why would he want her out of jail? Huh? That's really weird. I mean, she's been in prison for what ten years. Ten years. Now. Mm-hmm. Why would you want her out? I, I guess make any sense. I guess they've been trying to get her out for well the whole time, and uh, this is a big a big deal among the terror community is trying to get her released. 
from prison in, in Fort Worth. Now, Representative Michael McCall is saying that there's something more to this case than meets the eye. Uh, and the FBI's investigation is now extended to London and Tel Aviv, and I believe they just made two arrests in London oh, last night? Yeah, the two teens were arrested in London yesterday that have something to do with this, yeah. Uh, so McCall said um, there's something more here, and the fact that he's calling for Lady Al-Qaeda's release from prison has been, as you said, in the jihadist world kind of a cause celeb. And so I think we're going to find out a lot more in the next 24 to 48 hours. He's British. Wouldn't be surprised if he's Pakistani. Just like Siddiqui, that's that's the name of the woman in prison. And we need to get to the bottom of this. We haven't seen one of these radicalized attacks in a few years now, and it's disturbing to see it raise its ugly head again. Sure is. Uh, but uh, apparently there's something involving um, the Ukraine as well. And... Uh, Interesting. Yeah, there's some kind of tie there uh, to this particular attack. Um, but they're not giving up all their information quite yet. Law enforcement identified 44-year-old Malik Faisal Akram as the perpetrator on Saturday and said he traveled to the U.S. about five weeks ago. Motive hasn't been officially determined. Yeah, we can't figure out what it is about this guy. I don't know why uh, it's a synagogue. I don't know why he's saying anti-Semitic things. I don't really know what that means. Um, so maybe they'll figure that out in the next couple of days. Well, when we get more information, as, as the investigation continues, I'm sure we'll be able to find that out. <laughs> right, right. Huh. Now, this couldn't be some sort of Islamic extremism. I, I oh hope you're not gosh. going there in your mind because that would really hack me off. Don't even start going down that road, mister. No, no, no. no. (laughs) (laughs) McCall said, this is a disturbing case that demonstrates that anti-Semitism is unfortunately alive and well. Where's he getting that? Where are you getting that, Mike? Um, I think they chose this synagogue because she, Siddiqui, the lady Al-Qaeda, they call her, is being detained in a Fort Worth prison facility. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, We were very near. We were actually uh, cleaning our church when this... Yeah, that's close. Out. Yeah, very close. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, we were almost right on top of this situation. Yeah, Didn't even know what was going on. Um, so, fortunately, like you mentioned, uh, they got everybody out. Everybody's fine, uh, except for the hostage taker himself right. who was killed. And I, I don't know that they've said whether he committed suicide or whether the law enforcement officers killed him. Have you heard? Have you heard I yet? read the report that they finally admitted that the law enforcement officers shot him. They the did. FBI, mm. the FBI task force, their SWAT team or whatever were the ones that put him down. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Uh, and in the meantime, of course, the FBI was also downplaying <laughs> any ties, just like, just like Biden. Uh, yeah, we don't really know specifically why he chose I mean, a synagogue. It had nothing to do with the Jewish community. Hmm. Okay. All right. It could have been anywhere. He could have picked the Arby's down the road, but he didn't. But he didn't. He just ran into that place. It's just amazing. It, it is. It's silly. It's just. It's absolutely silly. You know, when you can't. When you can't just. Tell Americans exactly what it is when we can see right. it with our two eyes. Obviously, it's Islamic terrorism. Why don't you just want to? Why? Why do you have to cover that up? 
I don't know. It, what it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't seem what again. You know why? What good does it do to pretend <clears throat> like it doesn't exist? I, I don't get. It. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't understand it either. Uh, but uh, maybe we'll finally get some truth today because it's going to be tough to jam that down uh, Americans' throats that we don't know what's causing this. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Kind of silly at this point uh, when we can all see exactly what it was. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. You see any of the uh, NFL games over the weekend? All of them, baby. You watched all them all. Them. I loved them absolutely, man. It was great. It's a fun it weekend. Was, it was fun. Yes, it was. And what I love, what I love is that they pushed one of the games into Monday Night Football, which I don't know. I, why, know. I don't know why they haven't done that before, but it's an awesome idea, and it gives us one more day of football this week. <laughs> it does. It's kind, of it. a, it's kind of chintzy against the teams that are playing. You know, it gives them that short week, but oh yeah, well. But oh They're well, exactly. To. You're They're playing for to. our Get benefit, not yours. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, it was, uh, it's been fun, though. It was some fun games yeah. and Saturday. And, of course, fun. Cowboys gone already. Oh, stay classy, Jeez. Cowboys. Stay, stay classy. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Packer Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray returns. Welcome. Great to have you with us, Triple Eight Nine Hundred Thirty Three Ninety Three. Uh, joined by Jeffy this morning from his home because he's still testing positive for COVID nineteen, uh, and there are some who may frown on him showing up here uh, with COVID nineteen. Dis- a little disappointed in those some. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah. How dare they? Right. How dare they? Uh, got some tweets here, sir. Nasty tweets. Um, hire me, and I'll do my job psychically, and I just did. <laughs> See, so you can do that from home. Uh, obviously, you don't have to commute in. Uh, Jeffy's droopy thong. Is there such a thing? That's interesting. Hmm. That must be one big thong. Tell you that right now. Uh, I'm retired, so no more commuting to deal with liberal bosses at SoFi, Solar Winds, and other douchey tech companies. Defiant Giblets tweets the Democrat lady from Florida. I've studied Hitler. Me. Duh, isn't it required to become a Democrat? <laughs> uh, from Omicron, son of Optimus Prime. Oh, hmm. nice. Re- remember, Jeffy, they said when you, you can test positive for up to 12 weeks. So you got that going for you for oh, the next few months. Good times. That can't be. Good times. Up to that 12 weeks. Can you no imagine? Way. I mean, there's, is there any way you would you could be kept out of work for 12 weeks? Weeks? That can't. I can't. Uh, that's no, that's I, crazy. I mean, at, at, at what point do you just? Okay, I'm negative. Right. I'm mean, really. Right. Stop it. <laughs> exactly. I tell, you, I tell it. you what. It's going to be before twelve weeks. I guarantee you. Uh, <laughs> I'm hoping it's today. Uh, like, aren't you going to test again today and see if yes, you can come I'm in tomorrow? Gonna, yes. Yeah. Yes. What a surprise that would be if, whoa, there's a negative test. Huh, I'm coming in. <laughs> yep. Okay, we're good. No questions asked. All right. <laughs> uh, by the way, I saved my negative test, if uh, if that's of interest to you, Jeffy. <laughs> 
Although we'd never pass that to you so that you could fake it. That would be wrong. Thank you. That'd be completely wrong because you could tell <laughs> who his test it is. <laughs> yeah, can you? Yeah. Oh, that's that's great. Uh, the Steve 42 tweets, uh, Ron DeSantis and Hitler are both men with black hair and they give speeches. Yeah, yeah. A lot of similarities there. A lot. Uh, defiant giblets. When the government tells you it's free, it means your taxes are paying for it. It must be uh, in reference oh, to the yeah. to the free tests that you can get on the website. Yes. What website did you say that was? It didn't. I got to see if it, it, if it gives an actual website. It just says a government website in the All story. Right. Mm. So I'm not sure that they've they might not even have it up and running yet. Yeah, it surprise me. Uh, so that might be part of the 700 million tests that they're going to distribute for yes for free. On us, yeah. of course. There's no such thing. Um, but uh, let's see. Over the weekend, at the box office, have you seen Spider-Man yet? No Way Home? Uh, no, my did kids you know? went to see it. My did, kids went to did the they like it? See it. Yeah, yeah, they did. They loved it. They thought it was really good. Yeah. yeah. Can you believe that in this pandemic environment, that's made almost $700 million? I know. That is incredible. Nothing does that anymore. We reserved, I mean, I reserved tickets for them to go at a, like a 10 o'clock showing or something. And I mean, then that was full. Yeah. That was incredible. There yeah. were people out and about for that movie. Man. People are turning out for it. Um, even, even with this, you know, spike in infections. Number one movie this last weekend, though, was Scream. Is that oh, the, yeah. like the old Scream? The, yeah. They've re-released it, or is it new? What? No, it's a new one. Yeah. Uh, okay. Scream thirty million six hundred thousand. Uh, number two is Spider Man No Way Home, still making twenty point eight million. Uh, after how many weeks? Five weeks. Five weeks. Five weeks out, and it's up to about seven hundred million total. Then you got Sing Two, the three fifty five, which I don't know anything oh. about. The oh, King. Man, that, you don't know anything. You haven't no. seen Sing. No, really? or, or the 355. Do you know what that oh, is? Oh, no, I do not. Uh, the King's Man uh, came in at uh, number five, 2.3 million. Bell, American Underdog. That's the uh, uh, Kurt Warner story, which that's I would love. supposed to be. Yeah, I'd actually I'd love to, love that to see that. Uh, I was hoping that was streaming at home, but I haven't I haven't seen it anywhere yet. No, it is not yet. Uh, West Side Story, which cost a fortune and made nine hundred forty-eight thousand dollars this weekend. Jeez, <laughs> no, it's, I'm surprised that it made that much. It's been out for six weeks and has made thirty-three point seven million. That's it. That Steven I mean, Spielberg, that is, Steven Spielberg, and that's Disney. Because, that's because we're so hateful. Is it, is it? Yes. Is it why? That, yes, okay. It is. Yeah. We don't want to go see something with we what? Don't want um, to go see something with Hispanics or Puerto Ricans or yes. singing or yes. gangs or That's whatever exactly it is. Exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so that was number eight. See that. Number nine, licorice pizza. Like the old licorice pizzas. Hasn't that? Didn't that come out like I don't know thirty years ago or something? Uh, and then the Matrix Resurrection has uh, was. At eight hundred fifteen thousand for the weekend, thirty five point eight million since it came out. Have not seen that either, although that's uh, up on streaming. Is it right? Yeah, I think you can see the Matrix. Oh, I think on, yeah, uh, I think you're HBO right. HBO Max, right? Right. Yeah. I believe it is. Because uh, like every time I look at it, every it is because every time I see it, I'm like, yeah, I gotta watch that, and then I move on. <laughs> 
I did finally watch Ghostbusters Afterlife at home. Uh, it's okay. You know, it's all right. It's kind of fun to see the old uh, Ghostbusters come back for a little right. cameo in it. It was kind yeah. of fun. Uh, you know, you got Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd coming back for that. And, of course, um, Harold Ramis okay. came back from the dead for it. He so. did? Uh-huh. Yeah, he did. Wow. That's awesome. It is awesome. Uh, so they do a little CGI thing with him. So I don't know. It was interesting. That's 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 made 126 million since it came out. Uh, then you got your House of Gucci in Kanto from Disney. Uh, My daughter loved that stupid movie. Really? Yeah, it's agonizing. <laughs> they seem to be regurgitating the same movie over and over they, they and over sure at do. Disney now. What is going on I there? I don't know. Uh, enough. Okay. <laughs> we maybe switch know. gears here, do something a little different. Uh, That'd be nice. Yeah, it would. That'd be nice. All right. Uh, let me tell you about preborn. Abortion is the leading cause of death in the United States and around the world. Since Roe v. Wade, over 62 million babies have been aborted in the U.S. alone. It's well over a billion worldwide. It's, it's an un, unbelievably staggering figure. About one in four pregnancies end in abortion. So it's really time to do something about it. The Ministry of Preborn partnering with The Blaze to help rescue as many babies as we possibly can, and you can be a part of it. Preborn is the direct competition to Planned Parenthood and the largest provider of free ultrasounds in the United States. So your donation goes to provide an ultrasound for a woman who's considering abortion. Once they see the ultrasound, 80% of the time they choose life. Because it's hard not to after you've seen what's actually growing there and understand that it's not just tissue. So help them out. Help us out. Uh, Help us rescue 10,000 babies' lives. To donate, dial pound 250 Say the keyword baby. That's pound 250, keyword baby. Or go to preborn.com slash pat. Pat Gray. So how much did you say that the 355 made? movies oh uh i was was looking at i was trying to figure out what movie that was and it actually doesn't look bad you know it's the it's the women cia jason bornish kind of movie the top weapon falls into mercenary hands it's got jessica chastain and penelope cruz and of course it's got bing bing fan and any movie that has bing bing fan in it i'm not real familiar with bing bing fan but I'm guessing uh, Bing Bing's really wonderful actually, in it. She's actually a huge Chinese star. Yeah, okay. All but right. It doesn't look bad. It looked like it might be a fun watch. Uh, it's made $2.3 million over the weekend. Oh, that's not bad. And it's second weekend out, so it's it's all the way up to $8.4 million. <laughs> Whoa. So, it's not doing that well. So, Big so, Big Fan isn't drawing in no, the crowd. No, apparently, so. <laughs> apparently not. Okay. Uh, neither is uh, Jessica Chastain, for that yeah, matter. I know. Yeah. Although... Oh, well. I don't never really considered her a big box office draw. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah, but when you put yeah. her together with Big Big. Well, that usually so, means massive yeah. hit, but apparently yes. not in this particular case. <laughs> so <laughs> oh, no. uh Salt Lake Tribune 
again, showing what a piece of garbage their newspaper is. Uh, I. They're famous for that. Now. Oh, the the worst. They're one of the worst in in the country. I mean, you got the New York Times, the Washington Post, and the Salt Lake Tribune <laughs> is uh, mind-numbingly ridiculous. Um, so they're they're saying that the uh, that Utah is waving the white flag of surrender in the battle against COVID nineteen. It's tragic. It's disgraceful, and there's lots of blame to go around. Governor Spencer Cox and the new state epidemiologist, Dr. Leisha Nolan, let it be known officially Friday morning that there are so few tests available in the state and so many people who reasonably fear that they have contracted the virus that anyone who's feeling the kind of symptoms associated with the disease should just assume they're infected and stay home. That's well, not there bad. you go. That's what we just said. That's not right. bad advice. That is not bad advice, but no, it, it is, is to the Tribune. The elderly and those with underlying conditions are still encouraged to test. But the hope is that the state's schools could remain open with a test-to-stay policy. Uh, can only be dashed when there are no tests to be had. Salt Lake County Council came, came within the single vote Thursday of overturning the county health department's mask mandate, which would have been tragic. <laughs> would it? Really? <laughs> yes. Deaths would have been brought oh, to man. The Davis School District was so flustered by the lack of test kits that it momentarily told students who had tested positive for the virus to come to school anyway. A mistake rectified within a few hours. All this news is shocking, even as it is not surprising at all. For more than two years now, officials at all levels and all branches of our government have missed a chance, chance after chance, to get a handle on this rapidly spreading, rapidly evolving virus. Rather than call for the kind of patriotic coming together that Americans responded to after Pearl Harbor and 9-11, we were assured that it was not a real problem, that it would magically disappear, even that it was all a hoax. Who said it was a hoax? A plot to extend the power of the federal government and or further enrich Big Pharma. Well, it's doing both of those. Yes. It is actually doing both of those things. It has absolutely extended the power of the federal government and it's enriching Big Pharma. Since when is the Salt Lake Tribune all about Big Pharma? Only since this vaccine. Yes. We love Big Pharma now. Yeah. Big Pharma is our friend. Right. Pfizer, for some reason, is, you know, they're they're one of our saviors. Pfizer, yeah. Moderna, Johnson & Johnson, they love them. Just a few months ago, well, I guess it's been quite a few months ago now because it's yeah. been going on for two years, but just before this pandemic, Big, Big Pharma was the biggest boogeyman evil. in the world. Yes, they were absolutely they evil. Were, they were giving out painkillers and killing Americans and creating yes. a, an, ep, an epidemic on their own. It was just an incredible. epidemic of uh, of of opioids, yeah. right? That we were hearing yeah. was killing everybody on this uh, on the face of the planet. Yep. And now, now they're the the best thing going. Now they're the greatest, the only hope we have. So <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's really unbelievable. Instead, we were le- we were left to listen to various forms of foolishness and misinformation. I love that. Everything they don't like is misinformation. Absolutely. Promises of being rescued by everything from a bleach cocktail to horse dewormers to most recently <sighs> drinking our own urine. There's one I haven't heard. 
I, I hadn't heard the uh, drinking our own urine. Yeah, there fix. was some somebody who was talking about doing that. Gosh darn it, where was it? I want to say it was in South America, but I'm not. Sure. I don't remember. Uh, but there was just one guy, one guy who believed in it. Oh, okay. Well, then that means it's real. Yeah, right. And they're going clear back to the bleach cocktail thing when, when Trump was giving this. You know, when he was saying the bleach does kill this and. I don't know. He was musing about whether or not we could get that into your body somehow, and he didn't really know. Just kind of thinking out loud, and we're still using that. I know. And the stupid horse deworming thing, which is not what people are taking. Uh, It's out of my mind. drives me out of my mind. So now we are free, all right, free to fend for ourselves, to watch our children lose weeks, months, or more of their precious educational opportunities, to wonder whether it's safe to go to work or to the store or to sporting events, to see businesses close for want of employees or lack of customers. Wow. Uh, on and on and on this, go- this it goes because uh, they want everybody to be forced. They want, the- they want you to be forced into wearing a mask. They want you to be forced to stay at home. They want you to uh, uh, lose your job if you won't get vaccinated. You can't go anywhere right. if you won't get vaccinated. Uh, it's just, it's pathetic. But I mean, we're kicking people out of countries that aren't vaccinated, right? I mean, right. It's incredible. Yes. In, I mean, there are third world nations that are under 2% vaccination rate. 2%. Well, I mean, unless you're going to shut those people down. From traveling to the United States or to Europe, uh, they're going to infect the, the, us all again. Yeah. <laughs> right? Which, you know, I don't know that I'm opposed to stopping them from coming here. Right. Right. But, to be honest. Right. But, uh, you know, there, you, at some point, I mean, we talked about it a little bit earlier, at, at some point we have to be able to live our lives and not be scared at every turn. Yes. And if you if we're going to get sick, then we're going to get sick and we have to, you know, then move on from that point. But the point it's never been to keep everyone completely safe. I mean, I I it's a, it's amazing how we made that turn in this country so fast. Right. To not to just breaking away from personal responsibilities. Just Exactly. Uh, and I think we're at that point where all right, you you just we're going to live our lives. That's all. It's, it's just <laughs> right. we're going to live our lives as normal, and those who get sick get sick. And this is a great time to do it because this Omicron thing is much more mild than the Delta variant was. Yes. And it's 98% of what is out there right now. 98%. How many, bil- how many billions are we going to spend on tests to tell yeah. us that we're positive? Many. Many billions. Yeah. Uh, so it's time for the silliness to stop. Silly season should end right now. 888-900-3393. More Pat Gray Unleashed with Jeffy as well. Coming up. This is Pat Gray Unleashed. Welcome to it. Great to have you with us. Got some tweets here. Uh, Jimmy Dimples tweets. Something I've noticed is that there really haven't been any memorable Disney movie villains lately. Where's the baddie like Ursula or Gaston or Jafar or Scar or Syndrome? Hmm. Yeah, I don't. Uh, they don't exist in these new movies. No way. Decaffeinated Texan tweets. I'm pretty sure West Side Story is failing because everyone wants to sleep with AOC. 
<laughs> What's the connection? Shut up, peasant. Well, the connection is yeah, just everybody wants to. That's the yeah. that's the reason. Uh, Jeffy's Meat Sweats tweets, Coming to a theater near you this summer, the remake of a blockbuster that got rebooted after the sixth remake of the original that was reimagined with three prequels that were remade is getting a reboot. <laughs> See it before we reset it again. <laughs> <laughs> it's about right. That's not far off. Not at all. Uh, Jeffy's droopy thong again. Uh, libtards control COVID as well as they control the climate. You are not God. Stop acting like it. Bob Blah Blah tweets uh, leftists around the world celebrate Novak Djokovic's prompt deportation. All while in America, the left looked the other way when it comes to deporting illegal aliens across its southern border. No kidding. Yeah. Uh, that's really despicable what they're doing the, the number one tennis player in the world uh he comes he comes to australia he tests negative let him play but nope for no. whatever reason they got to send him away uh decaffeinated texan tweets uh the government has has had hundreds of years to get a hold of and put a stop to influenza where are they on that maybe it isn't possible to kill that kind of virus no, that can't be. That can't be it. Never mind. Carry on. <laughs> it's about right. Uh, also, MSNBC's Tiffany Cross is blaming Senator Kirsten Cinema for quote upholding white supremacy unquote. Oh my gosh! Because she wouldn't support any rule, uh, any rule change in the Senate that removes or weakens the filibuster. So. Because, I guess, she wants our republic to have a chance here to stand up against uh, this tyranny that the left is trying to perpetrate. Uh, that's upholding white supremacy. I, I mean, everything is white supremacy to these people. Everything. You know, it's interesting because today is MLK Day, Martin Luther King Jr. Day. And I, I can't for the life of me think why we celebrate it anymore when... They hate everything he stood for. The left uh, despises what Dr. King said. They don't agree with it. They believe the opposite now. There's yeah, well, I mean, they they certainly have turned what he has said and believed, uh, you know, to to their belief. Oh, for yeah. sure. Which is yep. which is. I guess not believing in anything he actually said or believed. Exactly. So you're right. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when you're when you're talking about uh, judge people by the contents of their character instead of the color of their skin, that's the opposite of what they want now and what they're insisting upon now. It's the sure exact is. opposite. Uh, and so, uh, I don't know why they haven't said hey, we want to remove this holiday and replace it with. Who knows what? Uh, George Floyd Day. Yes, exactly. Uh, in the meantime, Cross hosted a panel discussion on the Democrats' push to pass two massive bills aimed at overhauling federal elections. Okay, the Freedom to Vote Act and the John Lewis Voting Rights Act, and their attempts to for either to find a workaround for the filibuster or to scrap it entirely to make that happen without any Republican support. And they can't do it. They can't get their way on this. And so they're having a hissy fit. Cross posed the question to political commentator Angela Rye saying, you know, this is an interesting challenge, Angela, because look, Cinema is a Democrat, which means we shouldn't be attacking her. 
but she is in many ways upholding white supremacy. You and I both know what the filibuster was originally used for. Do we? (laughs) (laughs) What was the... What was a filibuster originally uh, please, used for? Please enlighten us. She uh, cut to a video of Cinema's floor speech during which she explained that in the absence of the filibuster and the 60-vote threshold that's necessary for any legislation to get around it, the need for debate and in most cases bipartisan cooperation would give way to more extreme policies from both sides. I don't think I can roll my eyes hard enough. And you kind of just want to say, girl... Bye. <laughs> you do kind of want to say Yeah, that, I was just thinking say. the same thing, weren't you, Jeffy? I was just thinking, girl, girl bye. bye. But Angela, I'll let you take it. What's your thoughts on the senator's position? Uh, you know, it's rooted in falsehoods, right? Like this is, we're talking about voting rights. We're, t- we're not talking about abortion, which we all know has been historically a divisive in this country. We also know is what we also know is that voting rights has been supported on a bipartisan level in both chambers of Congress since 1965. It still is being supported. These laws that they're trying to enact just uh, make it easy for anybody, citizen or non-citizen alike, whether you're whether you're eligible to vote or not. It makes them, uh, it gives them an opportunity to vote if they're not supposed to be voting. That's what is happening here. That's the the only hang-up is that you have to show ID at the voting booth. It is not difficult. And even Democrats, to the tune of 80%, uh, are, are on board with voter ID, with showing your ID when you go to the voting booth. Just uh, This is amazing that they continue to push this despite the fact it's so unpopular with the American people. So she continued. So what I would tell Senator Cinema is to please reflect on your history. Not a wobbly voice, not an emotional plea for people to remove or to not remove the filibuster when you just could cross that hurdle. Right now I'm talking about this year. They could cross that hurdle. Sure they could. They could eliminate the uh, filibuster whenever they please. And then when the Republicans do the same thing when they gain control in the in the in Congress, uh, they can scream and yell and jump up and down, and and we'll just we'll remind them of this year and the fact that they changed the rules, which fortunately there are two people standing in the way of one of us, Kristen Cinema, and uh, the other is Joe Manchin, and thank heaven for both of them. Boy, no kidding. It would be bad without them right now. It would be uh, a disaster, an absolute disaster. Uh, she says, I agree with Jesse Jackson, who recently said we're moving towards democracy. Yeah, that's probably true. That mm-hmm. is true. <laughs> In the way they mean it? Yes, it's exactly right. And this is a way to ensure that we're back on that right road. It's a way to ensure, uh, and in this case, it's she is a hurdle on that road. And... Bless her heart. I hope she continues to be a hurdle. I'm kind of surprised oh, that Kirsten Cinema has been able to hold the line this long. Aren't you? I mean, I well, didn't yeah, expect I mean, it. She, yes. I mean, the, I, I, I feel like sometimes, and we're fortunate for these two senators, but they get backed into a corner 
And instead of, you know, kowtowing and saying, okay, okay, I feel like they are, you know what? I no, don't, don't back me into a corner. I was, I started yeah. out on your side. Right. So screw you. And I, I, you know, good. That's the way it's supposed to be. I think it is. And it is surprising that they've, that they've held on so strong, but good. It is surprising because it is, it's really difficult to stand up against everybody in your party. I know. Everybody in your party, and then you've got the media on your party's side as well. Oh, yes. And they're all, they're all beating you with clubs trying to get you to comply. And they have, so far, they've, they've, held, they've told the line. Yeah. And it's incredible. And it's saving our republic so far. If they can keep this up uh, a little bit longer until we can get them some help in the Senate and the House in November, uh, it's going to save the country. It really is. Uh, And I never thought I'd say that Joe Manchin and Kirsten Sinema could (laughs) save this country. But they're really on the road to doing that. They sure are. It's been amazing. Meanwhile, CNN political analyst Joe Lockhart blames the press for treating President Biden unfairly. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) You believe? Oh my I mean, it's, it's unreal. There's just no words to express uh, how incredible this stuff is. Arguing the Biden administration does not deserve to be covered with the same snarky attitude that the media had against Donald Trump. During a Sunday appearance on CNN's Reliable Sources, host Brian Stelter asked Lockhart about the media's treatment of the current White House occupant. And how it compares to his predecessor. Lockhart said this. I think the press is failing. They're treating him unfairly. First off, there ought to have been a dividend for returning truth and decency to the White House. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that, yes, that's there should hysterical. have been. <laughs> truth and decency. Okay. Oh, that's uh, awesome. And we didn't get that. We didn't get that at all. We've kind of returned to the snarky attitude we saw with Trump and in some respects to Obama. Huh. How about that? What? Lockhart said the media has become more concerned with viewership and ratings than informing the public. I'll give you an example about some of the decisions that get made. I said from the very first briefing, the Trump spokespeople lied. They lied every day, every briefing. And the majority of those briefings were aired on live television. Yeah, you know what? Uh... This administration is lying every day as well. Every single day. And the majority of those lies, whether on live TV or not, are still holding true. Yes. Those, uh, the, the lies are holding true. There's although, no doubt about that. Although he says Jen Psaki is in there telling us the truth. Um, No. She's telling us what's going on in the government, what people need to hear, and they're oh rarely on live television. So that tells me this is more about entertainment than it is about news. It's more about getting viewers than letting people know what's going on in the country. And that's a failure as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> that's just amazing. Wow. It's amazing that they can see, I mean, this, this president, as uh, incompetent as he is, as senile as he is, as divisive as he's been every step of the way, uh, he gets incredible kit glove treatment. Forever, 
uh, since it began. Uh, nothing yep. could be farther from the truth than what this guy said to Brian Stelter, who, by the way, I guess if they're in it for the ratings, they're doing it wrong. Okay, that's because, a good point, yeah. Uh, CNN <laughs> is uh, far from doing it for ratings these days, I'll tell you that. Well, if they're doing it for ratings, um, it's not working well. You're Like you said, <laughs> they're doing it wrong. They're doing it wrong. Because the ratings are not reflecting that effort Oof, at, at all. all. Terrible. Uh, you know, I mean... The the worst podcasts in the country have more viewers than CNN does. <clears throat> CNN is in real trouble. I, I don't know real how they continue trouble. to exist, actually, uh, as a national network with the kind of viewership they have. I mean, it's it's that bad. I know. I know. And I mean, what happens? Do they do? Do they just shut it down? Do you just shut down CNN? With, what would happen? Would to anybody know the, if they did? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, if if a tree falls in the forest and nobody's there to you hear know, it. A week ago, you know, we haven't done any stories on CNN the last couple of days. What happened? What happened? They, they shut down. Huh. Oh, oh, it's just uh, it's uh, white noise now. That's all that's uh, on the channel. Oh. Huh. Okay. Weird. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, let me tell you about real estate agents I trust. Um, selling your home is a real challenge. It is. It's difficult. Uh, it's expensive. It. Uh, it's stressful. It's. It needs to go well because you want to sell your home as quickly as you can to get the most money out of it. And then, especially if you're going to buy a home after you sell your existing home because you're relocating, uh, you need really good advice from great realtors. Realtors who have great track records. And really good marketing plans and aren't going to just rely on an open house every weekend. So you can keep your house immaculate for everybody to come stomping through your house when you're not there. <laughs> um, this is a, a real, yeah, it's, it's a, that's a really, really great time. <laughs> it is. Uh, that's a bonus. They'll be coming by in an hour. Get out. And one of the reasons this company exists is because Glenn had such a terrible time selling his house in Connecticut, which... We all know wound up selling for thirty nine ninety five, and uh, that was not ideal. It was uh, that was quite a bargain on his house. <laughs> so uh, he started this company and wanted to put together the best realtors in the country, which he did. And now you can take advantage of that. It's real estate agents I trust. The name says it all. Real estate agents I trust dot com. <laughs> He's Pat Gray, he's unleashed, and he's on the blades. Well, finally somebody said it. <laughs> A leftist writer has called for parenthood to be abolished so that we can achieve equity. Finally, oh, finally. Good. Says uh, our children should be given to homeless neighbors or to the state. What a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> great, great. There may idea. have been a few days in my life I may not have been opposed to that. <laughs> Just take them. Oh, they're yours. Get out of here. A writer is proposing that California abolish parenthood so that the state can achieve true equity. Uh, the outlandish proposal was presented in an article published in the opinion section of the Ventura County Star, a daily newspaper published in California. The publication is owned by Gannett, largest newspaper company in the United States. And the article titled, California Should Abolish Parenthood in the Name of Equity, was also published, uh, republished by Yahoo in its news section. Brilliant. 
brilliant. The author of the piece is Joe Matthews, co-president of the Global Forum on Modern Direct Democracy. That's, that's an awesome thing to be a part of right there. You know it is. A global forum on modern direct democracy. That is uh, just maybe the best organization you could possibly <laughs> ever belong to. I mean, it's <laughs> global. Right. So. And it's democracy. <laughs> direct. Yes. Democracy. <laughs> yes. That's uh, Awesome. The uh, article touts Californians as having the goal of equity to be their greatest value. However, Matthews notes that parenthood prevents true equity because fathers and mothers with greater wealth and education are more likely to transfer those advantages to their children, compounding privilege over generations. So this removes the privilege. When you remove parenting, uh, you remove the kids from their parents, then they're not going to have a good life, right? They're not going to have advantages, and that's what you want. You you want them to be miserable in their lives. <laughs> you do. That's why you have children. Yes, so that they, so can, that they be can be miserable. miserable. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. You, you got want. it. I'm sure your children understand that concept, Jeffy, right? They, wait. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you've been practicing this for a long time. Uh, to combat this perceived inequa- inequity... Uh, Matthews presents a solution of making raising your own children illegal. Wow, this is just brilliant stuff. The radical proposal calls for wealthy parents to trade kids with poor families and vice versa. Matthews, who describes himself as a dad in his Twitter profile, even suggests homeowners might swap children with their homeless neighbors. You first, Mr. Matthews. You first. <laughs> Let's see how that works out for you. And then the rest of us could follow suit, right? Jeez. Now, I recognize that some naysayers will dismiss uh, dismiss such a policy as ghastly, even totalitarian. But my proposal is quite modest, a fusion of traditional philosophy and today's most common political obsessions. Wow. Some com- commenters hypothesize that in that sentence, the writer is channeling his inner, th- inner Jonathan Swift, an Irish satirist who wrote a satirical essay titled A Modest Proposal that explored impoverished families selling their kids as food to the wealthy. (laughs) (laughs) Would it surprise you if they were serious about that? that, Then No. That poor people are going to sell to wealthy people so they can eat their children? Come on. No. I mean, well, no, I don't want to eat people's kids no you know, that may come as right. a surprise i mean uh, there's a lot of things that i i won't eat that's even to a other step too far kids. for you it is yeah it is okay yeah. good even with heinz ketchup i don't want your kids <laughs> okay, <that's> okay. <laughs> but i could see where you know poor people is it is it wrong to want to sell your kid if you're poor yes we, yes it, it is, is. Oh, yes okay yes all right <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go way out on that limb. All right. And Whatever. say, yes, it's wrong. Uh, but his answer to parents being against leftist ideologies being taught in schools, ending parenthood would end the backlash, helping dismantle white supremacy and outdated gender norms. Oh, that's great. And that's what we need, finally, don't we? <laughs> Need to end the white supremacy, and we need to end the thought that there's boys and girls. 
Uh, that gender, uh, that outdated gender uh, norm. So oh. outdated, so old-fashioned, and I'm so tired of it. Uh, Democrats would also have the opportunity to build a new pillar of the safety net, a child-raising system called foster care for all. Yeah, because if you're giving up your kids, then then I guess every all the kids are going to be in foster care, right? Yeah. And you're just swapping them uh, if, if you're wealthy. And I, I don't know where the cutoff is. For you to be wealthy and to give your kids to a poor family or where poor begins and you can give your kids to a wealthy family. And is it the government that decides who gets who? I would think so, yeah. Yeah. Because it's the government that knows best, right? They're the ranchers, we're the cattle. So Yeah. Yeah. So this is a really good idea. Matthews acknowledges (laughs) that some people may see his radical ideas as dystopian. No. But adds, don't pay those critics any mind because they just can't see how our relentless pursuit of equity might birth a brave new world. Jeez. This is absolutely chilling stuff. It's absolutely chilling because these people are serious. They're serious about this. That's how much equity means to them. You know, that's how much they want everybody to have the same amount of stuff. that you completely end parenting now for all time. And I know this is coming from the global outreach direct Direct democracy. democracy. I don't forget what the exact Uh title of their group is. But I have a feeling that there really isn't, there's maybe him in the club. I hope so. I I hope that we don't have anything to worry about, really. (laughs) Yeah, you would hope. Uh, Yeah, I, I do. I do hope, in fact, that that's true. <laughs> Man, I mean, because that's where we're at today, right? He writes a little stupid article in the, you know, in some little local newspaper, and then you know, the our, the internet picks it up. So others pick it up, different. and then people start to really say, "Hey, wait a minute, yeah, this you is know, a, that's good a good idea, idea. huh? Yeah. Let's no, try that's that." True. Yeah, that would bring equity to the United States of America. You know, they've been trying for so long to find a way to tear us down, to bring us down to the level of other nations on this planet, uh, that they're willing to throw anything at the window and see what sticks. Well, I mean, he even said it, right? The relentless pursuit of equity. Right. Oof. Right. And that's what we're seeing, the fruits of their labor and... I mean, they're, they're going to be people supporting this and serious about it. All right, 888 more Pack Ray Unleashed coming up. Pack Ray Unleashed. Got some tweets here. Uh, Hippie Patriot tweets, white supremacy is the reason for all of the world's problems. Unless you're a white liberal, then it's carry on, comrade. From Hippie Patriot, uh, also we can show an ID at the Olive Garden to prove vax status, but by golly, don't you dare show an ID to vote. <laughs> That's right. Yep. Uh, worship leader Caleb, got to make sure we say it correctly, uh, Keith Malinak had COVID. COVID had Jeffy. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. DMX DM, if Brian Stelter were suddenly promoted to never o'clock, tens of viewers would be crushed. 
Uh, that's a gross exaggeration. It sure is. It's a gross There's exaggeration. No way tens of viewers no. would be upset. No, no. Uh, Carl Smith tweets, the media is treating Joe Biden unfairly. They're actually taking him seriously. And from Fuhrer Brandon, wait, Jeffy doesn't want to eat something? What did the Rona do to him? <laughs> it's a side effect. I know, still there. <laughs> uh, I will tell you that uh, for a couple days, like, I don't know, five or six days, maybe a whole week, I had absolutely no appetite because of COVID. Uh, did you experience that? Certainly not, uh, right? No. That's just silly. No. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, you never lost your appetite at not, all. Uh, no. All right. Good. Good. My wife actually lost her uh, smell and taste. Yeah, so is mine. The last few days. Mm-hmm. But uh, I will say uh, no. Uh, that's just something that's not going to happen to me. <laughs> I don't it will be. It will be a side effect that will go down in history if that happens. <laughs> I believe that. that that would be maybe the worst side effect that has ever happened to a person, right? In <laughs> your know. case, that would not be I know. good. That's would a not be good. No, it wouldn't be good at all. Uh, on Friday, businessman and my pillow CEO Mike Lindell, this guy has been through it. Man, they are putting and him through the ringer. They keep hammering ringer. him. <clears throat> yeah. Late, the latest thing is, did you, did you see? Did you read about this? And Kevin, you see this in the paper? Do you read about this in the paper today? Uh, Heartland Financial and Minnesota Bank and Trust are trying to debank his accounts associated with his multi-billion-dollar businesses and charities. The announcement uh, came on Friday, um, where Steve Bannon, the host of the War Room, played yeah, a recording of a telephone call between a top executive at Minnesota Bank and Trust and Lindell's controller. Uh, that executive stated during the call that the bank, a subsidiary of Heartland Financial, had concerns about being connected with someone who could be in the news. What? <laughs> what? So he said, not that the FBI is even sniffing and looking, but what if somebody came and said, do you know what? We're going to subpoena all of his account records and this and that, and then all of a sudden we make the news. So okay. what? So, so what? It's not even happening. And so what are you doing? You're doing like uh, a you're trying to end something before it begins. That's just bizarre. It is, and it sounds almost like you've got something to hide. Right? What are you doing? Doesn't what, it? What does it matter if they if they if they subpoena you for information? Here's what you do: give them the information you give it to them. Yeah. Right. Accounts that are being threatened with deep banking include Lindell Management, Lindell Outreach, Lindell Recovery Network, Lindell TV, Lindell Foundation, Lindell Publishing, Frank Speech, uh, Mike, Michael Lindell Personal, and My Store. Lindell told Bannon that he has been given one week to remove Frank Speech, and they want all the rest gone within 30 days. Is that amazing? Wow. This is, I mean, the. I'd like to know why he's still alive. I know. Uh, Mike Lindell. I don't even know why we're letting him walk on this planet anymore. It, it's about that bad. They don't, I know. They don't want him to exist anymore. They're trying to shut him down completely. Even his bank won't do business with him? I, this is outrageous. Where does it... And he asked, where does it end? Where does it all end? It's a great question because I, I, I don't know. Uh it, it ends, I guess, with you not having the ability to speak out. Now, 
Are some of the things that he has said a little wacky? I, I think so. But that doesn't mean you you take away his banking uh, abilities. Well, we want to take away their livelihood, right? They're trying to yeah. do that to Rogan. They want, you know, Biden even said last week or this weekend or whenever he was whining and stumbling about talking about uh, tech companies needing to be, uh, you know, to needed to start uh, banning more people and getting rid of misinformation. Right. Uh, you know, they, they want to, they want to shut everybody down. If you don't say exactly what we want you to say, it's, you're not supposed to say it. Yeah. And, and if you're not saying the things we want you to say, it's misinformation and we need to end it because people can't, I guess people can't be trusted uh, to figure out what's real and what's not. That's what they used to do in this country is uh, allow you to speak and then allow people to decide what they were going to believe. <laughs> I mean, that's why people came to this country. Right. That's why we came to this country. Yeah. So that we'd be able to <laughs> uh, say and think what we want. How about I get to hear both sides and then I make a decision? Oh, see. How about that? Are you able to do no, that, though? I am. Yeah, I can, I can do that. And so can huh. virtually all other Americans. <laughs> so listen to somebody say something, and then somebody else says something opposite, and right. then you decide. And then you do, and then I, yeah, I, I decide. Like that one. Yeah, you like that? Yeah, I like we that should one. try it. Let's give it a try for just I don't know, two hundred and forty-five years. How about that? Uh, right. Maybe just give it a shot. Uh, it's it's not happening though anymore. It, it's really not. Where they can't allow both sides to be heard. No, I know because they're afraid you're going to make the wrong decision. And it goes uh, goes against what the Pat Gray Unleashed program is all about. When in doubt, err on the side of freedom. I can't believe you just used the word err. <laughs> I thought that was the I thought that was the, the no, saying. No, sorry, no, oh. no, oh no, sorry. you don't say error, do you? <laughs> I don't. I, don't I think know. you say error, right? Yeah. So maybe so you should say doubt, air. When in doubt, go with air. Yeah. Air on the side of free. <laughs> air on the side of erring. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. By the way, Tom Cotton has just introduced a bill to block Biden's plan to place biological males in female prisons. This is something that's already been going oh, okay. on. And they've already had problems with it. They've already had rapes take place because you got men in prison with women. Huh. Who could have foreseen something going wrong with that? It's, it's amazing. But Senator Tom Cotton of Arkansas has introduced a bill <coughs> to block male prisoners from being housed in women's prisons. Huh. The Preventing Violence Against Female Inmates Act would stop biological males who claim to be transgender from petitioning for a transfer into women's prisons. Right. President that's the that's one of the problems though, right? Is that it isn't it now you're getting down to what they're considering to be male and yes. female. Right. It's not yes. just uh, the you know the whole science of it at all. It's oh well I feel I I say I'm a woman. Well then you're a woman. Okay. Yes, if you identify as a woman, I guess you're you're a woman. Right. Uh, despite the and fact I, that you have man parts. And if I'm going to prison and mm -hmm. they say, you know, if you identify as a female, we're going to send you to that prison. Right. 
Uh, I, you know what? I identify as a female. Uh, send me over there. Excuse me, it's ma'am. It is ma'am. <laughs> right. President Biden's plan to house male and female prisoners together will put women in danger, Cotton said. Now, how can that how can that sentence, that statement right there, be construed as anything but absolutely accurate? The Biden plan to house male and female prisoners together will put women in danger. Okay. Uh, yeah, obviously. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, obviously. Could there be a more obvious statement that you could possibly make? I don't think so. Documented cases prove that placing men, including ones who identify as female, into, into women's prisons puts female inmates at increased risk of sexual assault. <gasps> huh. What? Who would have seen that coming? <laughs> I don't know. Everybody? Yeah. My bill will stop the president's ill-conceived plan and keep men and women separated in federal prison. Uh, In April, the Department of Justice, in support of Biden's executive orders, issued a statement of interest in the case of a biological male inmate in Georgia who petitioned to move to a women's prison due to suffering abuse in a male prison. Their argument was that housing a biological male in a prison intended intended for that purpose was a violation of the Eighth Amendment which states excessive bail shall not be required, nor excessive fines imposed, nor cruel and unusual punishments inflicted. So I guess uh, uh, housing a biological male in a biological male prison is now cruel considered and cruel and unusual. Yeah. Are you kidding me? It is the view of those that oppose these sorts of transfers that a failure to protect those housed in, males, in male prisons does not mean that those vulnerable biological males should be housed in women's prisons, where they may themselves become a threat to a vulnerable population. Uh, Multiple female prisoners in Washington state prisons have reported that they were assaulted and raped by male prisoners who were transferred into their prisons after the males said that they, they identified as women. I mean, how many times have we warned of this? It's not even, you know, the real trans people who we're worried about here. It's the heterosexual people who are claiming to be trans and then ha- being transferred into a woman's prison that you got to worry about. Are you saying that couldn't possibly happen because it's already happened? Sure has. And it, I, I don't understand why it's just okay to endanger women like this now. All of a sudden, uh, forget about protecting women. Wow. Oh, we have absolutely no care about that. No care at all. I mean, the, we even see we see that in athletics uh, in different places around this country, right? Of, the, of how yes. many uh, different males that are uh, you know saying that they're identifying as female and then participating in those sports, mm-hmm. and it's amazing how they're doing better than the females. It is supposed to believe. It is we're amazing, supposed to believe that, that it's just a it's just a fluke. That's right? All it is. Yeah. There's fluke. there's no difference. Oh. There's no difference in their bodies. Don't worry about it. It's the same thing. Right. Uh, so shut up. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and you know the women. This this situation in prisons is so much more serious even than the athletics uh, that we're talking about. I mean, when you're you, you might you know you're. 
Okay. You've got athletic competition at, at risk. Okay. And I understand that. And it's, it's, it's despicable that they're allowing it to happen. But now you're talking about their actual health and yeah. safety and actually being sexually abused in, in their prisons. Uh, and nobody seems to care in the Biden administration. They're fine with it. They're still going ahead with these transfers. It's unbelievable. I just, I don't understand how it can possibly happen. And what happened to Title IX? You know, when you when you bring it back into oh, the yeah. sports world, Title IX was the be-all and end-all of everything. Sure for was. 40 or 50 years, and now all of a sudden, that's right down the, down the drain. Don't worry about Title IX. Uh, that doesn't matter at all. Oh, yeah, okay. I thought we were trying to protect women in women's sports. But uh, well, we are, but not really. Not really, though. Not really. In fact, not at all. <laughs> so, yeah, really bad. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Also, <clears throat> a doctor with decades of experience can't practice medicine after her license was temporarily suspended over complaints that she shared coronavirus misinformation. How dare! According to the main licensing board. Yeah. Part of what she was doing, get this. She oh, no. prescribed ivermectin. <laughs> it's a horse dewormer. <laughs> and uh, and uh, hydroxychloroquine. Uh, oh, so my gosh. What do they use that in fish tanks? I mean, come <laughs> on. Ah, this woman has to go. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> I mean, it is incredible how, I mean, we're doing that. We talked about how they want people, you know, they're shutting down uh, citizens, work everyday mm-hmm. citizens, Mike Lindell and others. They want to silence, you know, they want to shut Here's down. Here's another example of that. Joe Joe Rogan and his podcast, I right. mean, for misinformation. Yep. I mean, it is incredible. And now the medical community, I thought, again, and I know, I guess I'm just living in, old school America that doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. But if you go to a doctor and the doctor tells you to do something and you think, you know, I don't think I want to do that. I'm going to maybe check out what another doctor says. That's supposed to be up to me. Yes. Yes, it is. I mean, I, I realize that there's, you know, governing boards and doctors are supposed to, you know, but doctors are supposed to want to save lives, right? That's right. what they're out there for. So mm-hmm. if they believe something will work to save you, uh, okay. I mean, it's up to you to decide whether it's not going to. I, I really, it's, 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 a, it's a very difficult time, Pat, and I don't like it. <laughs> I don't it's a powerful like it. statement, Jeffy. Yeah, thank it's you. a powerful, thank powerful you. statement. I don't like it. I want to get I, really angry here, and I'm, not, I'm coming uh-huh. down a little bit uh-huh. because... I would say words I shouldn't say. I I share some of your <laughs> angst right now. Uh, this Dr. Meryl J. Nass, who got her license to practice medicine in Maine in 1997, had her license immediately suspended for 30 days after a board investigation and review of complaints against her. She had two complaints from people. Oh, boy. Because I guess she prescribed them uh, hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin. Uh, and she has apparently said negative things about uh, the vaccine. So uh, now they're they're forcing her into getting a psych evaluation, insinuating then that she's 
lost her mind because she believes as she does. She needs to get a uh, she needs to undergo a neuropsychological evaluation. Do you believe it? I mean, this is frightening stuff. Sure is. Chilling, frightening stuff. Uh, the information received by the board demonstrates that Dr. Nass is or may be unable to practice medicine with reasonable skill and safety to her patients by reason of mental illness, alcohol intemperance, excessive use of drugs, narcotics, or as a result of a mental or physical condition interfering with the competent practice of medicine. Wow. So they're throwing all these things that have nothing to do with her case, like excessive use of drugs and alcohol intemperance, uh, because she has said certain things that they don't like about ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, and uh, the stupid vaccine. It's despicable. They will just destroy you if, uh, if you stand up against them if you don't toe the line, if you're not completely compliant, look out. They're, they're absolutely going to end your livelihood. And in some cases, you know, they're talking about taking away your freedom, too. Well, there's plenty. I mean, we isn't it? I mean, D.C., you have to have your Vax Pass now to go out and about, right, and go about your business mm-hmm. um, for, most. I think, most businesses. I don't know the exact um mandate that is there but uh i mean there's plenty of countries now that are starting that are you know locking down you get you if you if you're not vaccinated good luck god bless yeah right and if uh if there's a doctor that is that is prescribing ivermectin sorry that's a that's used as parasitic treatment for animals and that can't be used in humans huh then it's interesting that it won a uh nobel prize in 2015 for use in humans that's really yeah. fascinating how did that happen and Hi- it's continued to be used you know in other countries around the world same with hydroxychloroquine <clears throat> yes that was initially used for malaria but there's certain autoimmune conditions that this treats and that's why it's effective against this virus that's it has worked for people uh, on December 19th, though, <clears throat> a physician notified the board that NAS diagnosed a sick, unvaccinated patient over the phone oh, no. with COVID and prescribed and prescribed five days of ivermectin. Well, no wonder she needs a neuropsychological evaluation. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> it's unbelievable. I mean, and what this what this does is it, you know, there are plenty of other doctors out there doing exactly the same thing that she's doing. So that just, no doubt. Puts the, that just puts the the fear of, uh, well, I don't want to say God, but the fear of, uh, you mm-hmm. know, lawsuits and pending your medical degree and license on the record. So they're not going to do it. Right. I mean, that's why right. you just have to pick on a couple and the rest will come along. Yep, exactly. Uh, a new poll from the Heartland Institute and Rasmussen surveyed 1,016 U.S. likely voters. And they polled Democrat voters uh, to find out how many of them would be okay with punishing fellow Americans for being unvaccinated. (laughs) The survey found that Republican and Democrat voters have completely polar opposite opinions, obviously. Uh, The poll noted 75% of likely Democrat voters had a favorable view of Anthony Fauci. 
uh, okay, 75% of Democrats, 21% of Republicans had a favorable view, and 38% of unaffiliated voters. An alarming 48% of Democrats believe that the government should fine or even imprison anyone who questions the COVID-19 vaccine's efficacy on social media, television, radio, or in publications. So, wow. If you say anything about it on Twitter, if you say anything about it on your podcast or on TV or on radio, you could be fined or imprisoned, according to 48% of Democrats, 14% of Republicans. And And if Tom Cotton has his way, I won't be able to go to a woman's prison. Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. That's right, Jeffy. No matter how you identify. Uh, Amazing. Wow. Uh, 14% of Republicans and 18% of independent voters say there should be criminal punishments for criticizing the vaccines. For criticizing vaccines. It's amazing there's even 14% of Republicans who would would favor that. Before that, yeah. It sure is. When it comes to COVID-19 policies, nearly half of Democrat voters favor a government tracking program for anyone who's unvaccinated. Uh, they, 66% of all voters who are against governments utilizing digital devices to track people during COVID-19. Uh, according to the survey, 55% of Democrats are in favor of the government fining Americans who don't get the vaccine compared to just 19% of Republicans. Uh, 29% of Democrats support removing children out of the custody of their parents if they're unvaccinated. Uh-huh. Uh, Jeez. Oh boy, that is amazing! Amazing, and it just shows how cult-like this whole situation yeah. is with COVID nineteen and Democrats. It is a cult now. It's like a religion to them. It, it seems like we've, we're away <clears throat> from the uh, unity we were promised. Boy, doesn't it here in the, here in the United States? Because I, I heard wow. from someone that we were going to have that, and, that uh, we're going to have unity. Yeah, yeah, yeah going to bring Americans together. Like we are. Hmm. Huh. Doesn't appear like we are at all. No, it sure, sure doesn't, does it? Uh, in fact, that speech last Tuesday uh, was maybe the worst yet, where he he called he called people who disagree with him uh, domestic enemies. <laughs> oh. oh, okay. Well, that's, that's it, though. Now you're really bringing us together. Now I'm feeling some serious unity. <laughs> All right, uh, we'll see you again tomorrow. Um, same time, same place, here on Pack Ray Unleashed.